Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Future Is Now podcast. I am your host, Spencer Nakamura, and I am so thrilled that you are joining us today for today's episode. Um, We are in the Real Relationship series. If you didn't know, there's two other episodes before this, so make sure you go and you watch those two if you haven't already. Uh, Today, I'm I'm excited about this topic because I feel like it's something that's pretty relevant and it's something that I think about actually quite a bit, but we're talking about why... Christians make dating so weird, right? Like, why are we making dating so weird? So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. It won't be the the longest episode in the world, but um, if you're in, in a Christian and and you're focused on dating and you're single and you're wanting to date um, and you're a little bit overwhelmed, man, have no fear because we're going to dive into how it's not that big of a deal, honestly. So. Um, I'm excited for this episode. Make sure if you haven't yet, you write a review on Apple Podcasts, uh, write a five-star review, leave a written review because that is what puts this podcast out there. Make sure you're sharing it with your friends, subscribing to the channel. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. But without further ado, I will withhold no more of your time. So let's get into this episode. Get your heart and your mind ready and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Future Is Now podcast, where you can discover your calling, live with passion and purpose, and learn how to be the leader of the future. We all have a voice that people need to hear, and it's time to get the confidence to use our gifts to better the world. If you're here to grow in the things of God and develop a healthy mindset, you are in the right place. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get excited about today's episode. Okay, let's get into it. Why Christians make dating so weird. Now, this is something that I have honestly thought about quite a bit for a long time. And you know what? I just feel like Christians make the dating process so flippin' confusing and weird when it really doesn't need to be weird. Okay, people? I just feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves and we put so much blame on God when it comes to dating that we take little ownership of it. And I think that's the biggest the biggest red flag when it comes to the way that people of faith see dating. By the way, I understand the severity and the implications that come with choosing a spouse because guess what? It's for life, baby. You're going to be with this person forever. So it's so important to choose the quote-unquote right person because I have seen people catapulted and launched forward because they had an amazing spouse by their side that challenged them, that helped them, that was for them. And it just, it just launched them, right? I have also seen people that were dragged down by their spouse that I think, man, that really sucks for them because they are with somebody that is kind of a dud. And like, honestly, I understand that that's super harsh sounding. And by dud, I don't mean like their their human worth. I'm just saying they chose somebody and now their future is hindered because of it. And that is just, that's just the reality of it, right? The people that we end up with, our spouse is is by far the most important decision that you will make besides your relationship with the Lord. So I get it. I get the pressure. I get the, oh my gosh, I cannot choose the wrong person. This is a big deal. However, dating is not marriage, okay? So why don't we all just take a deep breath, right? Dating is to find somebody that's compatible to marry. 
And I've had conversations with young adults, high schoolers, whatever. And there's just so much like pressure when it comes to dating. I don't know. Oh, Spencer, I don't, I don't know if she's the one. Yeah, well, no, duh. You're not supposed to until you start dating them. Okay, and I get it. There are stories. There are stories out there. I'm not, uh, I'm a little bit more cynical and more of a skeptic, but I will believe some of these stories that somebody saw someone for the first time and, you know, was like, I'm going to, I'm going to marry that person. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that God doesn't do that. God, sure. He, he might speak to you and say, you're going to marry somebody. However, with as many stories that I've heard guys saying, <laughs> hold on, I just, with as many stories as I've heard guys saying, I saw her and I knew I was going to marry her and they ended up marrying. There's like 10 times more stories of girls saying, yeah, this dude told me that he we were going to get married and it is so weird and so awkward because I ain't never marrying that guy, you know? So it's like, I'm not saying God doesn't say that, okay? Don't hear me wrong. I'm just saying 99.999% of the time, that's probably not going to be the case with you, okay? You're not going to see somebody in public and think, and God, you know, parts the clouds and says, you're going to marry that person. No. Marriage happens through a process of dating where we, quote unquote, fall in love with them, right? And so stop like pressuring yourself. Stop thinking that I don't know if she's the one, so I don't know if I can date. It's okay. It's perfectly fine, right? It's it's not unbiblical to date somebody to figure out, oh, I actually don't think that I can see myself spending the rest of my life with them and then breaking up. I know it's crazy, controversial statement here, but it's okay to date somebody casually without acting like your whole life is on the line, like you're giving away your soul, okay? And so... We have to understand that without all the pressure, it's still a serious matter. But love is always a choice. Oh my goodness. Love, think about this. Love does not exist without choice. Okay? Love does not exist without choice. Why did God give man free will? Because how would we love somebody, love our God, love our creator, if we were forced to do it? That ain't love. That's control. So he gives us free will, so we have the choice to love. Same thing applies, is we have a choice every day to wake up and choose what we want to do. So with that free will, it's okay to date, to develop feelings, to journey, and then eventually, wow, this person is compatible for marriage. Let's think about being married. And, um, you know, me and, me and Adrian, my wife's story of our relationship, it wasn't heaven part of the clouds, okay? It wasn't, I saw her for the first time and God spoke to me and I knew I was going to marry her. No, I knew I was going to marry, well, I didn't know I was going to marry. I knew I wanted to marry Adrian probably about like a month and a half into our relationship. And here's the process that I went through, okay, that's going to help you if you're a little bit overwhelmed with dating. So again, take a deep breath. Stop feeling so pressured. The three things, number one is attraction. Okay, obviously you want to be attracted to your spouse, okay? Like God gives attraction for a reason. And I saw Adrian and I thought she was the most beautiful girl. And 
it was weird for me because she's like three years older than me. And at the time I was a first year intern and she was on staff. I know it's like forbidden fruit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, this was, I'm like a broke college kid and this is like a grown woman who has a career and who knows what she's doing. And it really is the first time that I saw somebody that had like confidence that knew what she wanted. That wasn't about like BSing around. So it was pretty intimidating. And I didn't really see her as a potential somebody that I wanted to date because honestly, to be honest, I thought she was like so far out of my league in terms of like, I looked like she was a staff member and I was an intern. I looked at her like she was like a celebrity or something. So I was like, there's no chance. Anyways, we're going on a, a tangent. That doesn't matter. But there's attraction there. Okay. Then we started, you know, uh, my, my sister-in-law now, Ashley, we were interns at the time and she kind of hooked us up together like well, kind of. I mean, she kind of planted the seeds and we started hanging out and whatever. And I realized, guess what? I realized that there was interest. We had similar interests, okay? So first was attraction, right? I think that's the easiest thing to get down. You don't have to think about if you're attracted to somebody. You look at them and you're like, oh, you're pretty or you're ugly. It's not, there's not much of a science to it, you know, off the bat. Then when you start to get to know them, maybe you step into the dating phase, of, oh, okay, let's see if our interests line up. And our interests did line up. We like the same things. We love movies. We love adventuring. We love going to, you know, out of town to Seattle for the day to go to a cool coffee shop, you know, shopping. Like we liked similar things, okay? So then we start dating and um, it's going really awesome. And we start to grow, learn about each other more. And the more that we learn about each other, the more that we understood that our convictions were aligned, okay? So this is the biggest thing when it comes, in my opinion, when it comes from dating to marriage is, is there attraction? Is there similar interests? And is there similar convictions, okay? Me and Adrian have different convictions on some things, but not the big things. And we learned that about each other is, hey, A, our faith is number one to both of us. Our families are very important to us. Going to church is very, very important to us. The way that we're raising our family or going to raise our family is important to us. So there's, un there's uncompromisable convictions that we both agreed on. And because we had that understanding, it made sense to get married, right? It made sense. And that's like the most unromantic thing ever. Like my agent's probably going to listen to this and be like, wow, you really wooed me off my feet talking about us. But what I say that is like, it made sense. You have to think about what makes sense in your life. And marriage is everything to do with the decision to get married has little, and don't hear me wrong, has little to do with anything except for practical analysis, okay? We're married now. We are in a covenant relationship, baby, and I'm having the time of my life. We've just passed five years, and I am having so much fun. She is the best wife I could ever possibly imagine. We laugh together. We cry together. We adventure together. We're living life together. She champions me. I champion her. Like, you know, of course, we're bickering. We're fighting. You know, there's, there's some struggle, but it's so small in comparison to how much fun we have together. And 
that was done because I said, I think that you're beautiful. I love that we have similar interests and I love that we have the same convictions to where there's not going to be issues, big term, like big thing issues, at least in those three departments from the time that we get married. So, and I understand I've been married for five years, so it's not a long time, but I'm just saying that it's so practical when you look at it and Christians make it so weird because they just like, everything is all about like, God told me this and like, did he? Right? God told me to date this person. God told me to stay single for four years. God, God, God. And we put so much blame on God when God is looking at us and saying, Hey, I gave you free will. I gave you wisdom to pick somebody that would help you in life that you could love and build a family with. So why don't you just use your brain and go do it? You know? And that might be an unpopular opinion, but I truly believe it. Christians make dating so weird. Doesn't have to be weird. If you think a girl, or a guy, well, that has a, that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> but if there's interest, go on a date. If there's interest, literally go to coffee, go to dinner. And then after dinner, it's perfectly okay to be like, ooh, I didn't really vibe with that person. Have an adult conversation and move on with your life. Right? This whole like, I've, we've been talking for eight months and I like him and he likes me and we make out all the time, but we're not dating because I don't know that if he's the one. Stop. Stop it. You're not helping anyone. You're not benefiting anyone. More likely what will end up happening is it'll be a bad breakup. People get hurt because there was unclear expectations there. Make the expectations clear. Just date. <sighs> That was my high horse. I'm getting off my high horse. All that to say, guys, dating doesn't have to be weird. It's very practical. We have free will and you are smart enough to make calculated decisions and understand what will help you in life and what will hurt you in life. Can you build a family with them? Can you, are they somebody that you want to bring around the family and have friendships with and grow and live life with? That's the biggest thing. So the takeaway from today for you guys, I know I'm all over the place with this one. I think there's more, it's just like this, it's like word vomit because I just, you know, I feel so passionate about it. But if you like, like, like somebody, if you find them attractive, go on a date, figure out if you have interests, start dating, figure out your convictions. And if all that aligns, guess what? Two thumbs up to get married. And I'm not saying that your marriage will be perfect, but I'm just saying marriage takes work. Relationships take work. Everything takes work is fostering and developing. So why not optimize your position to be in a place where it's easy to work on things, where it's easy to grow with your partner? You know, sometimes people get in relationships and they have such a hard time growing with one another. It's because they didn't go by these three things. It's because maybe they were attracted, but they have completely different interests. And then, oh, shocker alert, we have different convictions. So they're butting heads the whole time and it's hard to grow through that. Why put yourself in that position? I promise you, there is somebody out there in the world that you will be attracted to, that you will have similar interests to, and that you will have similar convictions to. So stop settling. Stop compromising on one of the three or two of the three. Get a three out of three spouse. I'm telling you. It's going to be for your benefit. Um, all that to say, stop making date, hashtag stop making Christian dating so weird. Oh man, okay. 
I, <laughs> well, this is a fun episode. This is a little, you know, a little spicy, but um, I enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys did too. Um, again, if you haven't, make sure that you guys leave a written review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to my YouTube channel, join my mailing list. Um, I'm here for you guys. If you have any questions about dating or relationships, guess what? Hop on the on DMs on Instagram at Spencer Knock. Send me a DM. I'd love to talk to you more about this topic if you have any questions, concerns, or maybe you disagree. Maybe you want to get into a little, little heated debate and argument. I'm, I'm open for it, so let me know. Um, besides that, thank you again for listening. It means the world to me that you guys are a part of the Future Is Now family. Let's grow together to become better Christian leaders living with passion and purpose. Um, let's let's dive into this whole real relationship series. If you haven't watched the other episodes, make sure you go watch that. We have a couple more coming. I'm super excited. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great week and let's go love people better.